0: There's this huge outcry over this. There's that huge outcry over there. There was over Ferguson, where every almost everybody who who were attacking police were wrong on all the facts. There, in this case, we don't know the facts, and everybody's yelling about the uh, the Baltimore situation. It's very similar. These three instances are very similar in this way. And uh, Glenn was talking about national outcry last night on his show, and here's what he had to say. We have uh, this from um, Calvin Coolidge I want to start the show with. When people are bewildered, they tend to become credulous, meaning when they're freaking out, they'll believe anything. When they don't know what to do, they'll just buy into it. That was a warning from Calvin Coolidge in 1930 at the beginning of the Great Depression. And he was talking about the danger of expecting too much government. It was enlarged during times of distress, and you started to just accept that the government would do all of these things because you didn't know what to do. Sound familiar? The professional agitators, the community organizers, the race hucksters, they understood this all too well when Coolidge said this, and I think they still do. It's not a mere coincidence that all of the usual suspects descend on the scene of every national outcry. It is by design. For example, let's look at Baltimore. Al Sharpton went to Baltimore. He's the race guy, right? He's working there with the president. So he's down there sending the message that there's a race problem. But as it turns out, not so much. Three of the six officers charged are black. So the guy, in fact, who was charged with the worst crimes, he's black. So why does he hate black so much? See, it's not about race, is it now? So why was Al Sharpton really there in baltimore listen carefully we need the justice Department to step in and take over policing in this country in the 20th uh-uh. century they had to fight states rights and to get the right to vote we had to fight states rights in terms of closing down police cases police must be held accountable I don't think all police are bad I don't even think most are bad but those that are need to be held accountable okay did you get this we need to fight states rights and we need the DOJ, the Justice Department, to take over policing in America. Oh Wait a minute, the president couldn't be... For... Wait a minute, didn't the president say we need a police force just as well armed? Oh my gosh, it's all happening now, isn't it? So it's not about race, it's about handing more power to the central government. Now, the DOJ taking over policing. Does that sound ridiculous? Mm, Maybe to the uninformed and those who aren't realizing we're watching a play, the only chance that it would ever gain traction is during a crisis. So Al Sharpton travels to Baltimore and cashes in on the crisis. It's phony. Now, there are people who are really out there protesting, but the grassroots portion are usually very, very small. You remember the chalkboard that we put up here? Because it's playing out. Right now, radicals, Islamists, communists, socialists work together against Israel, work together against capitalism, work together to overthrow stability. This was the main theme in uh, Seattle this weekend, in Baltimore, uh, in Dallas, in Oakland, California, all over the country. These things were happening. They cascade, sweep the Middle East, begin to destabilize Europe and the rest of the world. So that is what's happening right now. Now, let me tell you what happened this weekend in Dallas. Two protests decided to converge and protest alongside one another. You want to flip that for me? Um, One protesting police brutality and the other calling for immigration reform. Well, now, what do those two things have in common? One's immigration reform and one's police brutality. Well, who organized them? Well, the first one was organized by Mothers Against Police Brutality. That sounds good. I like Moms. It's Mother's Day this week. And the other is Texas Organizing Project. I like organization, and I like Texas. Let's look at these guys. Mothers Against Police Brutality. Who are they? Partners. First with code. Pink. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds familiar again. Oh, and moveon.org. Usual suspects, both well-known Soros organizations, and they're supported by Cornell West, who, of course, has spoken at their events and is connected to the Nation of Islam. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. So Mothers Against Police Brutality, Code Pink, MoveOn.org, and Nations of Islam. I just want to show you what they said to Nations of Islam. Mothers Against Police Brutality would like to express our sincere thanks to the Nation of Islam for their awesome security. At our Dallas to Baltimore protest in March yesterday. Do you remember about three weeks ago we told you that the Nation of Islam would provide security? They would be the muscle behind everything that is spontaneous, that is starting to pop up. Here you have evidence of it. Now, the Texas Organizing Project has received um, about $20,000 from the Tides Foundation. (laughs) This is... We're going all old school, isn't it? It's like three years ago all over again. And a grant from... Open Society, say it with me, that is... George Soros. George Soros. Uh, George Soros. Now, the reason why George Soros gave him this money is because they, uh, it's a grant to support statewide organizing, promoting social and economic equality for low-to-moderate-income Texans through community organizing and other civic engagement. The Texas Organizing Project has interesting roots. We know them uh, not as the Texas Organizing uh, 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 Project at all. We know them before they change their name as Acorn. Do you remember the show we did when we said, you got to stop them, otherwise they're just going to change their name. You got to get to the root because all they'll do is change the name. And then I remember looking at the television and say, if I'm wrong, call me. Texas Organizing Project, (laughs) formerly known as ACORN. Why? Well, they got caught on tape and somebody exposed them, offering up advice on how to skip taxes and hide prostitution rings. Remember that episode? I know they do. So you have organizing done by ACORN. Sending people into the streets, all financed by George Soros and the Tides Foundation. And the muscle is being provided by the Nation of Islam. You know what made me think of this? Mothers against police brutality. I remember when we first did the uh, episode on the Tides Foundation, I remember seeing mothers against all kinds of stuff. And I remember thinking, that's really smart. They just open these things up. Who's going to argue about moms against anything? especially on the week before Mother's Day. This isn't anything grassroots. This is the same tired script. All the world is but a stage, and all the men and women merely players, and they have their exits and their entrances, and one man plays many parts. The Weather Underground. Remember the episode we did on the Weather Underground? This is their manifesto. And what did they say in their manifesto? Well, first, the goal of a revolutionary struggle must be the control and the use of this wealth in the interest of the oppressed peoples in the world. So there's their goal, to control the wealth of this empire and to uh, redistribute it. The goal is destruction of the U.S. imperialism and the achievement of a classless world. World Communism. All right. And the third part is, when the bourgeois' interest is for fighting imperialism on a particular issue, but not for overthrowing it and replacing it with socialism, it is still contributing to revolution to that extent, not to some intermediate thing, which is not imperialism and not socialism. Someone not for revolution is not for actually defeating imperialism either. But he still can and should unite with them on particular issues. What they're saying is, cobble together a whole bunch of people that are pissed off. Even if their goal is not revolution, doesn't matter. They'll contribute to that revolution. So, do all the moms against police brutality, do they have the same goals as the people behind Acorn or Code Pink or the Nation of Islam? No. It goes back to the first chalkboard, the communists, the... The Islamists, the anarchists will gather together. They never have the same goals. It doesn't matter. There are enough people that have a goal to unite, which will defeat the U.S. imperialism. And what unites them? Their oppression. The game plan here from the Weather Underground was to literally go around and make sure people understand they're oppressed and then cobble them together into groups. If together they can take you one step closer to the progressive utopia or global communism, great. And this is what is actually happening on the streets every time one of these protests light up, whether it's Occupy Ferguson or Baltimore. Some want a communist, classless society. Some want their class. That's why Al Sharpton is working for the president. He is setting these fires all across the country. And he said it there in his own words. Because it's time the DOJ takes over our community police departments. We will have that national police force that is just as well-funded, just as well-equipped... Just as well armed as the U.S. military. Those are the words of Barack Obama. They've never explained it until Al Sharpton said this. This is what community organizers are doing. This is why the president met with Ferguson protesters and said, remember when they were burning down Ferguson, he said, stay the course. Who says that when they're burning down a city? Stay the course? And because most of the country gets their news from people like John Stewart, they're completely uninformed and oblivious to the fact that most of what they're seeing is orchestrated, planned, and at the very least, very well influenced. They are completely unaware that Dallas or Baltimore are not about the hashtag Black Black Lives Matter. Three of the six cops in Baltimore were black. Do their lives matter? Should they receive a fair trial? Or do only some black lives matter? George Zimmerman was described as a white Hispanic by the New York Times. I've never heard of a white Hispanic. In case you're keeping score, we think it's impossible. But white furthers the storyline. Hispanic is an oppressed people. And that's all this is. A story.